Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. Today, I am very excited to introduce Alina Schwartz. She is highly energetic and dynamic, and yes, that is absolutely true. She is an international speaker and business and mindset mentor. Her deep passion is providing a framework for successful, mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders to develop an invincible mindset and unlock their full potential. She provides ironclad strategies, tools, and techniques to empower entrepreneurs and leaders to scale phenomenal impact and income while creating financial and time freedom. Welcome, Elena, to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Melanie. It's a total honor to be here with you. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. So the way you speak, your whole demeanor, it's just so calming. I love that you're going to bring this to the listeners today because the whole idea of work-life balance, a frenetic person would not be able to impart that to people. (laughs) Well, that's true. But also I want to bust the myth in many ways. I don't really think there is such a thing as work-life balance, Melanie. When I think about work-life balance, I was a lawyer in the music industry for 18 years. And it's funny that you talk about my calming nature. I had that impact on law firms. When I was part of a law firm, I brought this groundedness to the work that we did, which was quite frenetic, although I had no work-life balance then. And when I think about work-life balance, if you think about almost like the scales of justice, it means when something's up, the other one's like way down. There really is no balance. You're kind of like going like this back and forth. And I like to reframe the conversation as work-life harmony. I believe as business owners, what we do is we create a harmonious relationship with all of these parts of ourselves that end up helping us design the lifestyle that we really want. And when we can be in harmony with those parts, when we understand that in any moment, one may have a priority, but it has a part of the whole, this is a holistic picture of who we are. We are not just business owners. We are not just mothers. We are not just wives. We are a whole person that has all of these different roles. And when we can harmonize those roles together and integrate in a different way, then there's a more fluidity to that. It also eradicates the guilt. It does. There's so much guilt. When I'm working, I'm feeling guilty because my kids are not getting whatever from me. But then when I'm with my kids, I'm feeling guilty because I'm not working. And it's just this, ah. I actually have had some clients who have 
cop to the fact, they never admitted this to anybody else, and I hold it in confidentiality, that they would rather their families and relationships suffer than their business suffer. They were that focused on it. When you're a high achieving business owner and you're really ambitious and you want to make a big impact in the world, I think there is a part of that that's very relatable. And so then the question becomes like, how do you show up for your children and be present for your children and your husband when you're with them or, or your partner, if you're not married, when you're with them? And how do you show up fully for your business when you're in that? And that really, to me, is the key. It's not so much how much time you're spending in each. It's the quality of time that you're spending in each. And that makes a really big difference is the presence that you have in the moment. Because the truth is, is that they've done studies and the average person who works eight hours a day is only really productive three and a half to four of those hours. So if you can learn how to hack your time by not only time management and productivity hacks, but also mindset hacks of how you're showing up differently, then all of a sudden you can get so much more done in less time. And then you can have more quality time to do the things that you love and also be working on your business instead of always in your business, which is really key. So what you're saying then is we don't need to work harder and more to succeed. I actually think that is the biggest myth of business is we have to work hard to succeed. So many of us have heard that from our parents. If you work hard, then you'll be successful. We hear that from society. We hear that from various different cultural institutions. To be honest, it's total bullshit because there's a balance between the masculine energy of hustle and the feminine energy of flow. And when you're in that feminine energy of flow, and by the way, men have masculine and feminine, just like women have masculine and feminine. So this is not unique to women. This is everybody has masculine and feminine energy, and it depends on which one is leading in any given moment. High achieving women have learned, generally speaking, how to create success from a masculine paradigm, which is hustle, hustle, do, do, push, push, do more, single goal oriented focus. We've sort of sold the innate qualities that make us women down the river because we've been told that they're weak, that they're not helpful, that they have no place in business, and it's total bullshit. And the more that we can embody those qualities of ourselves and move into flow and know when to hustle, the more that we can get done effortlessly so much more, the more synchronicities start to happen, the more we tap inspiration and creativity and solutions and higher levels of intelligence. Okay. So my dad is a super high achiever. He's a surgeon. He's been a surgeon since literally the day after I was born. I find myself jealous of his time because all he can do is work. All he does is work. He doesn't have to do anything with children. He doesn't have to do anything with anybody. All he could do is work. Yes, there's got to be some sort of harmony there and there's none. But no one's expecting him to do these traditional female roles. He doesn't come home from the office and get expected to make dinner for my mom. I find that I work also I'm with my kids. Also, I'm expected to make dinner, not that I can cook, just that that's the expectation put on me. What you're saying really resonates with me because I have the hustle, the drive, but I keep hitting up against a wall of, but you have all these other duties that you have to perform that fall under traditional female duties. 
Yes. And what I'm talking about is the masculine and feminine in your business. And what you're talking about also, which I think is a really important conversation, is that women still, even today, in many relationships, still have this imbalance of I've got to take care of the home and I've got to take care of my business. It's a question of how do you really come to balance in that? It's a really interesting thing. I help clients build their businesses, right? I help them scale their businesses. In the process of scaling, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you're showing up in a way and having difficulty in your home life, whether it be because you're stretched too thin, whether it be because you're in conflict with your spouse, whatever it is, it's showing up in your business. As I was saying before, you're a whole person. You're not just a business owner and then you put that away and then you're a mom. And and so one of the things that I do once we've moved my clients to a certain place in their business is we start to look at their personal life and how they're showing up. And I teach them how to communicate inside their relationships so they can become a loving advocate for their needs being met at home in a way that rather than, I'm going to say this in the most loving way, but many women can be controlling and then end up inadvertently emasculating their men because they don't understand how to talk to them in a certain way because men and women don't really communicate the same way. And so when you understand the dynamics, that male-female dynamics, when you understand how to communicate and evoke the masculine in a man, the man wants to keep the woman happy. And you can actually get the man on board with doing more things at home because they really do want to make you happy. If you're complaining about it, if you're controlling about it, They want nothing to do with it. They become tone deaf because they hate that. They hate complaining. They hate feeling like they can't make their women happy. They feel like they're living with their moms rather than their their partners or wives. And so it isn't an effective way to get men on board to really help more so that women don't have to carry that burden as well as the business burden at the same time. That's a lot of burdens. It's a lot of burdens and it's historically what we've carried, but we don't actually really have to, even with men who aren't as evolved, being able to have clear communication skills can really help that go a long way. And I see this with all my clients. I mean, there's probably been three or four clients where I've even done a couple of sessions with the husband and the wife together to help them communicate with each other that's opened up a whole different level of possibility for that couple so that their relationships are working in a way that is harmonious for the business working as well. I never would have thought that there's a connection between my personal life and my work life, even though, sure, I'm the same person. I always compartmentalize things, but I never really saw how they're really tied together. Yeah, because how we do one thing is how we do everything. That really is key. How we show up in our relationships, there's a piece of that way in which we show up in relationships that's showing up in our business. Again, we're not separate people. Now, there's definitely different triggers in people's lives where maybe people have an easier time making money or an easier time in relationships or whatever it is. But generally speaking, there's a theme. Like when I work with my clients, I can spot the themes that go from their relationships to their businesses to see how they're showing up. You know, when I can help them really shift that, then they can open up a whole different world of possibility that they break through that barrier and so much more opens up for them business-wise. What's step number one that maybe our listeners could try today? Depends on the conversation we're having. So like when I think about hustle, for example, I'll give you sort of one mindset thing and then one practical thing, although both of them are really practical. 
So from a, a practical standpoint, focus blocks are really helpful. So your brain, for example, let's say you're writing content videos, for example, let's say you record a lot of videos for content, but writing out and scripting, doing your bullet points or whatever that you're doing for your videos takes one part of the brain. And then actually recording the video takes another part. So I don't even recommend doing those at the same time. I recommend writing out a whole bunch and then recording a whole bunch so that you're getting the maximum use of your brain power to be in the like-mindedness of each of those activities in focus blocks. That's one really, really practical way. One of the other things is what does everybody do when they wake up in the morning? Almost everybody I know checks their phone first thing in the morning. It's my alarm and then I go into Instagram. Yep. Right, exactly. And so your body is accustomed to dumping a certain amount of hormones of stress in your body. And those hormones of stress are actually addictive. They really are literally addictive, you know, cortisol, adrenaline, or an epinephrine, et cetera. They're all really addictive. And so your body wants to keep doing the same habits that keep dumping those same hormones so it can keep you in the status quo, but you want something different. And if you want something different, you have to do something different. And so like I have this sacred time where I'm not going to say I don't look at my phone, but what I really look at is to see what my first appointment is during the day because people book into my calendar and I don't always know when that happens. So I just check my calendar to see, okay, when am I starting really working? What time is my time? Because I have a morning sacred time that I meditate, I work out. That's my time, right? But I don't go into all the other stuff that takes me down that spiral. So even if you could start with a half an hour to an hour a day of not checking your phone, like, I mean, they literally hired, you know, Facebook and Instagram hired over 400 MIT grads to addict you to their apps. And there's a reason for that. We have to really work to keep ourselves off of the addictive patterns that we have to create something different. If you woke up and, and as you're lying in bed, before you fully opened your eyes, you thought of three gratitudes, three things you were grateful for, and really felt them, felt them in your body. Even if it was, God, I have this body. I'm lying here awake today. Even if you could feel that, whatever you're grateful for before your feet hit the floor and then forego looking at the phone for an hour, it would be a, a huge game changer. I love that you gave us these tips because I was thinking, you know, I've got kids, I've got to school them and all this stuff. I always feel like people wake up at 4.30 in the morning and then they meditate. And I'm like, I can't be that person. I need my sleep. But you're just saying a half hour instead of spending that half hour posting on Instagram or whatever, just take it for myself. Yeah. I have my clients do a morning power hour. Maybe for some people, they start out with, you know, 20 minutes rather than that. But we look at what fills that hour to change, to literally rewire your brain, to start your day off on a different way. Because when you start your day off in a different way than you're accustomed to doing, then you can create a different future than your predictable past. That's really the key is you got to rewire your brain for the habits. The habits create thoughts, your thoughts create emotions, then those emotions create actions. And then before you know it, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again every day. You got to break that cycle. And it comes from changing your thoughts and changing your emotions, changing your habits, which will change your experience. Somebody asked me today, how's your day? I said, it's the same as every other day. Exactly. But it isn't for me. You know, my day is different. But when I think about my day, how's my day? You know, my VA laughs at me because I always say fabulous. Like, how are you doing, Elena? I'm fabulous. I'm not just good. I'm not just very good. I'm fabulous. 
And I live into the fabulousness of that every day. And I just got off the phone right before this podcast with a friend of mine. And she said, one of the reasons I love you is you could have just ended a relationship, but you're always looking on the bright side of it. It's not to say you're not feeling sad in the moment. You're thinking about like, oh, this has to be working for me in some way. The universe is always working for us. And it's whether we see it as a friendly universe and see what's happening as working for us or we become the victim of it. And the minute we become the victim of that, we give up our ability to take control over our reality. You have to surrender to be in control. Yeah, exactly. You have to learn that the only things you actually do control are your thoughts, your emotions, and your reactions. That's it. Everything else is out of your control. And when you focus on the things that you have control of, then all of a sudden your life shifts and it's really empowering. It's like totally liberating when you realize, oh, that just happened and I don't have to react that way anymore because it's not personal. It has nothing to do with me. It really is liberating. And then it opens up opportunity. We get to see how much opportunity is really around us all the time. My son is being homeschooled only partially by me, but partially by a tutor. And the tutor has instituted a mindfulness practice now for him in the morning. And I'm like, yes, yes, because this is where it starts. You can actually bring it to your kids. You know, regardless of how young your kids are, even start with something that's age appropriate for them of just sitting quietly and thinking good thoughts or going around in a circle and keep giving one thing that they're grateful for. I know families that have done that now around the dinner table and they've said it's been major game changers, you know, just doing that. So if somebody is as obsessed with you as I am and they want to find out more about how they can work with you, how can they do that? They can check me out on my website, which is at www.elenaschwartz.com. Email me directly. I'm happy to have a conversation at support at elenaschwartz.com. And I also hang out a lot on LinkedIn. I'm actually going to be hanging out more on some other platforms now too, but I've been really on LinkedIn quite a bit and I've got a ton of free content, a ton of podcasts. If people want more of that on LinkedIn, so if they just search Elena Schwartz, then they'll find me. Awesome. Elena, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Melanie. What a great pleasure. You've written a book. Now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.